on the way back from that trip, we made this one video and it was my first video that went really viral. It had like 8 million views. It was funny because I didn't want to film it and I didn't want to post it. And then my husband is like, I just think you should do it. And then it had 8 million views. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to quit. And then I like had another same thing. I'm like, oh, I owe something so much. All that to say that I had this other growth. And then I was like, okay, I feel like this is like things are going well and things are going well with my business. I need to figure it out with my kids because that was an internal struggle. Hi, I'm Brooke Raybould. I'm a high achieving mama with a Georgetown MBA who said no to the corporate world and yes to herself. Trained by two of the top business schools in the country, I fell in love with entrepreneurship and embarked on the biggest startup of my life, my family. Drowning in diapers and laundry, I bootstrapped my way to building a six-figure online business where I was paid to be myself. And now, I'm on a mission to help women ditch the mom memes and build the life they were created for. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom looking to optimize your routines and carve out a little something for yourself, or the savvy woman wanting to do it all, I will break down the systems and strategies that help busy moms get big results. Step on into my stay-at-home office and welcome to the At Home Startup Podcast. Have you ever wondered, or maybe you're this person, but I certainly am not, how someone uses their credit card points to go on a crazy expensive vacation? I am not really a credit card person. And since I'm not a credit card person, I certainly don't track points. I don't even know how to take advantage of points. But today's guest, Katie Holden, does exactly that. So Katie created a business opportunity after she had reduced her travel costs by over $5,000, taking five people to a crazy nice resort. And today she uses that knowledge to teach people how to do exactly that, basically to travel to insanely nice places almost for free. But more than that today, we're going to talk about how Katie got to the point of sharing that information and turning it into a profitable and most importantly, value-add business opportunity where she can run a business from the comfort of her own home. So we'll dive into that. We'll also talk about the moment she realized that this business was now outperforming her husband's income and also the time she realized that she needed to start creating boundaries around it so that she could in fact be present for her two special needs kids at home. Third, we're going to talk about the moment she decided again how to maintain and sustain this business as something that became very demanding of her time. And then lastly, how she monetizes this as someone who runs a blog and on a social media platform. And it's not what you might think. So let's welcome Katie Holden to the At Home Startup Podcast. Katie, thank you so much for being on the At Home Startup Podcast. I am thinking back. It's only been recently since I have come across your account, Katie's Travel Tricks, and it was actually a viral video that caught my eye where you were sharing the best row to sit on a Southwest flight with a family. And not only did it catch my eye, but I was like, I remember DMing you and I was like, Katie, 
this is brilliant. Can I reshare this concept with my audience? And you were so nice. You're like, absolutely. And I was like, I'll tag you. And then I got to digging into your account. I am now a follower of your page and your informational reels about travel hacks pop up regularly. I mean, you're clearly in your element. So today I want to talk about you and I want to talk about your evolutional journey, you know, as a mother tapping into little entrepreneurial ventures and what eventually landed you to managing your successful travel platform today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and chat about this. Okay. So let's go back. So I guess for those listening, we're like starting the show and you're talking about these little micro, I think as a mom, I'm not sure if you went through this, but I got pregnant in business school. I then decided to stay home with my son, but I was always like tinkering around with some business ideas. I think at one point I sold beauty counter. I was definitely like a blogger, um, but it was like hard to like find my thing until, you know, I kind of just kept at it with social media and then it all just kind of came together. And, you know, like we were saying offline, it's not without its challenges, but what was the accumulation of your motherhood journey with like your career, you know, the stuff you were tinkering around with, if that makes sense? Yeah. So, I mean, even to like go back to like what I was doing when I started being a mom, which is I, I used to work in nonprofit management, loved it. So rewarding as a job, like just really enjoyed it. And I actually had helped a friend start a nonprofit. So I had a little bit of entrepreneurship like in my background. Cause I'm kind of just like a person who thinks you can learn to do anything. If you can, you know, if you can get a book from the library or now like watch a YouTube video about it. So that was kind of my mentality. So I had my daughter and nonprofit salary was like, I loved my job. But when I did all my calculations, I was like, I don't love my job enough to be making like $5 an hour after I babysit. So I ended up quitting and was able, my husband's a nurse. So we're just kind of like a really frugal family. So we were like, okay, well, that's fine. We'll figure out how to stay home. And so I was doing all of these little things. Like, so I would like do focus groups sometimes. I was just try- trying to find ways that I could like make little bits of money just because I think I wanted to contribute, but I didn't want to be like locked into a specific like career job. You know, sometimes we'd like go to the thrift store and find stuff we could like resell on Facebook Marketplace or eBay. We do focus groups when I qualify for them. I would do like some mystery shopping. So I had all of these little things that I was doing. And one of those things was travel hacking, which is essentially like using leveraging credit card signups and points in order to travel a lot more, you know, to cover your travel costs with those points. I started doing that because as a mom, it was a great way I could contribute. Like I could essentially start like about 10 years ago, I started being able to pretty much pay for all of our vacations just by doing that. And that was way more than I could contribute if I was just working. And that's what eventually grew into my blog and then my Instagram account because people kept like being like, I don't understand like what's going on with your family. But like, you know what I mean? Like your husband is a nurse. So like, you know, we're earning like a comfortable income, but they're like, you're traveling all the time. <laughs> You're going to like Jamaica, you're going to Hawaii, you're going to Costa Rica and like, what's going on? And so I started my blog just because I was tired of sending really long emails about it to people. So you're like, there's a need that there's a demand. And then what was your first step? Did you then start the blog or was it 
in tandem? Did you do the Instagram or how did, how did that work? I started my blog first and I had had like blogs like before, I mean, in like 2006, (laughs) you know, like, was it, what was it? I'm so curious. Well, that one, I don't even think you can find it anymore. That one was like my maiden name too. Oh, got it. This is like the screen name era, right? I was heartbreaker baby, like heartbreaker baby. And then you like delete that out of your life. You're like, that is no longer my identity. I feel like blogs are the same way where you had this little jingle name and you're like, oh my gosh, if anyone ever sees that blog. Okay. So you did the blog you said, and now that just started to grow or sorry, you said you did the Instagram and Tanda. I had the blog for a few years and at first it really was just like a parking spot because I was you know, people in my life were asking me about it. So I didn't even have like a big plan to make money at first. I just was really like, I don't know, I'm just going to do it and see, and maybe there'll be a way. And then a little bit of a shift came in the middle of 2019. My family, we took a gap, a family gap year. So we decided to travel for a year. And then we had to come back after about nine months because of the pandemic. And we're getting ready for that trip. And people kept saying like, okay, what's your Instagram handle? And I wasn't on Instagram at all. So I just decided to like, okay, I've had so many people ask me about it. I just need to make an Instagram for our family gap year. And I started that and it wasn't, I would talk a little bit about the same stuff on my blog. I use the same handle as my blog. And I would talk, you know, I talk about how we were using points to make our trip possible, basically, and little things we were doing along our trip. But it wasn't at that time, I still didn't know what to do with Instagram because it was really focused on the really, like the curated photo, like everything was beautiful. And at that time I was trying to do the beautiful photos, but that's just like not me. I don't take beautiful photos and my kids don't like to be in photos and they don't like smile. You know, like it's not like, <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And I was, so it was a huge learning curve. And then I feel like that shift when Instagram started shifting, kind of during the pandemic, people wanted more like real life stuff. And I figured out how to do tips. And I was like, Oh, I I found some other accounts that were like, basically more educational. And I was like, Oh, okay, like this, I can do this is just basically like short form blogging. And then I started more focusing on like, Oh, well, I don't have to have like this uh, big strategy. Like my strategy is just like to provide useful content to people. And I'm like, Oh, I can do that. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, okay, I write about this. So was your, did you have like a sort of formula where you like, when you started, I know that I had like a bit of a formula where you're like, okay, or you just knew like what would hit with your audience because you were so back and forth with them at that point. I feel like I was, I feel like I'm always just testing and figuring things out. Yeah. But just when reels came out that was good for me because I just wasn't scared to put my face on camera. Like it just didn't for a lot of people there, you know, there was a big, a long period of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And I was like, oh, I don't care. You're like, I'll just go for it. Yeah. So I was just willing to try it. And like, and I had a content creator, I heard her say something and it like stuck with me, which is like, if you don't look back on your stuff from a year ago and cringe, it means like you're not improving enough. It's so true because I look at my reels from when I started and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's what I was doing. But it's just what gets you to where you are now. And I think that's an important point too, is it's like, imagine if you hadn't, and it's like, I guess my advice isn't to just like, go put your face on Instagram. But I think what I admire in you that, you know, I try to, you know, encourage myself to do when I look back is just to like, have the confidence to look a fool 
it's fun for me. I don't know about you, but, and we can talk about the ups and the downs as, you know, now an entrepreneur, but at the end of the day, it is like a representation of you, you know, and what, and I don't know. I just think it's nice that you did that. And I, I feel the same sometimes where I'm like, oh my gosh, even if I do one like the other day where I was like, oh man, but then I'm like, at least I'm kind of trying to like move the ball forward type thing. I think it's admirable. Okay. So then you reels was working in your favor. And now where were you at? Like, did you kind of change up the blog or was it still the same thing or for a while the blog was the same. I think I was always trying to work on it, but you know, you know, like we're entrepreneurs and moms. So there's never enough time in the day. So I was still trying to find a good fit because I still feel like for my content, Instagram is not a great way to learn it because it's kind of complicated. Like I do my absolute best to make it not complicated, but it can be complicated. And it, I think it's just easier when you can like read a blog post slowly than watch a 30 second video about it. So I've, I've been trying to do it in tandem, but then I had what really pushed the needle forward was it's just like, sometimes you get lucky and you get a video that resonates with a lot of people and goes viral. My follower count started to grow. So that happened like a few times, you know, different videos at different times that go well. So I'm more people are seeing my content. And then that's been able to give me more motivation to go back to my blog as well. I think I mean, honestly, one thing with my blog that's been really great is I have two other friends in my same niche, who also have blogs and an Instagram. And we had a meetup together where we just like met at a hotel and like worked together for the weekend and like bounced ideas off of each other. Yeah. And that was just really great to like talk to people who are like navigating all those same issues. And then like, like, you could kind of critique each other like, Oh, why? Like, why don't you have Amazon links on that blog post? Like, (laughs) It's almost like a mini mastermind, right? Where you're like meeting with like minded people and you don't know, you know, someone might have a crazy good tip in their back pocket. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't even doing that. Which one of mine, I work with a management company and one of the girls who's actually a friend of mine, but we're, this was when Reels just started and I was still like a photo girl. Like I was like, photo, photo and Reels is coming out. And she gave me the tip. This is what she said. She's like, use a trending audio. And that was like the tip. Cause I didn't even know. Yeah. I had no idea, but it's, yeah, it's, I think that's neat. Okay. So then you are, you're meeting with them and then you started tweaking some things. Yeah. And started improving. And then I, I will say like, I think the biggest thing I'm always trying to do is streamline my processes because I have limited time. I don't want to work full time. I don't, I homeschool my kids. Like (laughs) the reason I'm doing this is like, because I want to have time, not because I, I need like a big income. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's not my- I love that point. And I think how quickly, or I'm not sure about you, but I know for me, I have to be very careful that it does, because it can become- such an all-consuming thing, especially when you do get opportunities or followers or, you know, that was another thing with the podcasting. I'm like, okay, short form content is actually very hard to keep up with, but a podcast is once a week. And I'm like, and simultaneously I can learn from people or meet people or expand my network. But I think as a mom, it's just a different business model that, and like, I'm like you where it's like, okay, I have to like put boundaries around it. It's like, this is where we're going to be right now. And that's just perfectly fine. 
So it was actually like my meeting with my friends that I was like, okay, I just need a better system for people to like learn what I'm trying to teach them. Then I started, I went back, that was like in March that we had like this one meeting and I went back and I was like, I really need to like revamp my blog. And at the same time, someone reached out to me and was like, offered to help me with some SEO stuff on my blog. And it was really helpful because he was like, you need to, you need to redesign. Like you're, <laughs> it doesn't look good. And I was like, that's like super helpful just to have him be like, yeah, you're, you need to change it. So I did. And the other thing I do and, you know, again, I don't like this might not work for everyone, but works really well for me is like, I just go away to hotels for the weekend to get work done. I hate being interrupted <laughs> when I'm focusing on like a bigger picture thing. It makes me crazy and like turns me into crazy mom. So I just, that's what we do. Like every, at least every other month I go to a hotel for the weekend and I like bring my work stuff and I'll bring my lights and I'll, so, I might take videos, I might not. And that's honestly what has pushed the needle forward for bigger stuff that I need to do. Because I can't, on a day-to-day -day basis, think about the bigger picture thing and like, how can I improve this? How can I make it better or more efficient? Or how can I help more people until I get that time away? Someone I follow and mention on here regular, regularly, her name is Ashton Carter, and she's a copywriter or like a copywriting business. And she has a YouTube and she calls them workcations. And I took one of her copywriting courses, which was phenomenal. Uh, but when she mentioned that, I was like, oh, that's what I need. And it almost was. So I ended up going to, well, of course, I like paired it in with a trip to visit my grandma. But I told my husband, he's super supportive. And you don't have to like fly somewhere, you know, it's like you could just go. But I ended up flying. And I think what's great about that for moms, too, is like, even with like work stuff, it just kind of resets everything. I know that all moms, it's like everything just starts to compile. And it's like, when I get to work, I kind of am in this like soothing, I don't know. It's like, but when it's too, too like condensed in the middle of like a nap time or like a this or a that, it's very, you know, I feel like the mom guilt or the craziness. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is, I need that. That's so interesting you say that. Are you planning a Disney vacation in the future? If you're like most parents, you will probably wind up at either Disney World or Disneyland wearing matching mouse tees and having the time of your life. But don't make this mistake and ruin your Disney trip like I feel like I did the first time we went to Disneyland. I did zero research, we showed up late, I even forgot Vance's shoes and a stroller. I had no idea what to do and we walked into lines, crowds, overpriced food, and two parks that I did not understand. Fast forward a few years later and my boys were invited to go to Disney World, our family was, and I said, absolutely not. I do not wanna go back to this park spending thousands and thousands of dollars to walk into this type of a situation. But in true parent fashion, I said yes. However, I became committed to cracking the Disney code. And what I discovered was an entire underground playbook of Disney World secrets. And I put all of that into a guide called a mom's guide to Disney World that helps families plan the Disney World vacation of their dreams. And most importantly, it provides you this underground playbook that'll help you bypass some of those hard things about Disney World, like crowds, lines, and overpriced everything. So in the show notes, you can find the link to the guide and I have a code for you. It is Disney discount that'll give you $15 off. The guide is usually $40. It's actually quite higher than that. 
but this code will give you the guide for $25. And the guide is not just 80 pages. It is 200 pages full of itineraries, favorite restaurants in Disney, hotels to stay at, everything you need to know to dominate Disney. Okay, so the workations kind of, you're saying that's where it started to move the needle. What were some of the things during that time you think, was it just kind of getting more organized with you know, free, like I know you offer like free freebies to people. The majority of my income comes from credit card affiliate commissions. So when people sign up for a credit card through my links, I make a commission. Again, when I started this whole thing, I didn't know that that would be possible (laughs) because it, it honestly wasn't as, it didn't used to be as easy, but I'm actually like a technically a sub affiliate. So I work with this other company, Mile Value. And you have to be big enough in the personal finance space. You have to have a like a ton of traffic before you can have your own affiliate links. And so this is the way that I was able to partner with a bigger company. And so I, I split my commissions with them. But otherwise, I don't have any options. I'm not, it would be a long time before I'd be big enough to have any. So it's a great way to provide income. And what's great about it is it's like a really good fit for what I talk about. It's super natural because it's things I'm, I'm like literally signing up for. And even better, it doesn't cost anybody anything to use my links. So basically, like I need to make some money if I'm going to keep producing as much content as I It is an investment of time. And I think that it's like, I don't, this is fun, but I've need to be like, there has to be a return on my time, essentially. Totally. So I was like, Okay, so how would I ma- or how would I do that in a way? And so that's when I kind of shifted towards, okay, what how can I help teach people things in a, a little bit more automated way? For me, the end goal is them signing up for credit cards. So how can I teach them and like empower them? Because that is truly how our family has been able to travel. So uh, like the cards that I talk about, like I, li- I, I actually love them. I really am passionate about credit card points. <laughs> so I've chosen to do that instead of, there are some creators in my same space who are who have like gone the course route, but I've like thought about it. And it's just like not for me because I want to just be able to provide it partly because I also get there's a lot of families who are in our financial position where it's like you can't pay four or five hundred dollars for a course on something that's supposed to help you save money. And because I have this other way of making income from the link, I would rather do that. So that's my primary income. So I've been able to I've kind of shifted you know, my blog or different things to like, okay, how can I streamline that process? And because a lot of it, people get overwhelmed, like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know a part of card to pick. I don't, I don't know how to stay organized. So figuring out how I can like kind of help people do that. So, and again, with the automations, yes, some people signing up for guides, which I offer for free because it's trying to like basically hold people's hands through this process. Another one of my favorite automations is I use something called ManyChat, which automates messages. If people send me like a certain keyword in the comment or a message, it sends the information to them. Cause one of my pet peeves with Instagram, I mean, I know it's just how Instagram is, but like, you can't easily give people a link, you know, like it's just not easy. It's a way that I kind of automate that. So I'm like, okay, I have this Hawaii guide on how to go to Hawaii with points. And so people can like comment in my post and then it automatically sends them a link to their DMs. I've seen this. Is this the thing? Okay, I feel like I need more information on this. Is this the thing where you say, say this word in the comment? I should have known better. I'm like, how do they go through each Some thing? people do. Some people, I think they're still 
going through, and I used to have to go through comments when I would do stuff like that. But now it's just so nice because it also gives people the information that they want like right away. And again, like all these tools, it's like not just for me, it's for other people too, because okay, you, you like see the post, maybe you're like, oh, maybe I do want to go to Hawaii with points. And then you can just, you just comment Hawaii deals. And then I will send you like my three links of like my detailed blog posts. And so you can just go back. People can do that at their leisure. And I just think it's better. That's like, for me, another win-win. I'm like, it's better for everybody. Like you can learn the information. I don't have to send 200 people links. Cause I get like a thousand messages a week. So it's a lot. It is definitely. That's like one of the boundaries, right? I remember when I first, like my page was first growing and I was like, okay, now this is like encroaching upon family time where I'm literally messaging. And I hate to say strangers, it's a community of, you know, women mostly, but yes, it can. It's again, like the boundary, right? Of Because you want to serve your audience, but at the end of the day, it's like, I can't get to everyone. So I think automation, it's brilliant. Okay. So then... We were talking about some of the challenges offline. I know that, you know, because Instagram is the business that I'm in too, it can be a mental challenge, especially, you know, I feel like it's easy for people to look and be like, what? Your thing's doing so well. And I think it's just the life of the entrepreneur. It's like the solopreneur. It's like, one, you're kind of alone. I think it's nice you mentioned that you do that meetup with, you know, the other like minded influencers because it's, yeah, it's crazy. And then the mental tax of short form content performance, especially as someone in some ways whose like business model somewhat relies on content performance, although yours is, I'd say, a little bit smarter than mine is. But yeah, I think we were talking about that offline. So what are your thoughts on that for the listener? Well, I should go back first and tell this story that like in May of this year, I was like, that's it. I'm quit. We were on this trip in the Dominican Republic. And I was just like, my kids need me. I both my kids have special needs. And I was like, this is distracting me. My kids need me. Like I had to spend this vacation trying to come up with content. I wasn't like on a brand deal. Like I didn't have to, I just put this pressure on myself. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm quitting. And then my husband was like, you know what? Like, let's just like, hold off, maybe wait. You don't quit yet. On the way back from that trip, we made this one video and it was my first video that went really viral. It had like 8 million views. It was funny because I didn't want to film it and I didn't want to post it. And then my husband is like, I just think you should do it. And then it had 8 million views. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to quit. And then I like had another same thing. I'm like, oh, I hope so much. All that to say that I had this other growth. And then I was like, okay, I feel like this is like things are going well. And things are going well with my business. I need to figure it out with my kids. I just wanted to keep going and figure that out. And so the things that we did, because that was an internal struggle. Like I'm like, I didn't want to work full time. That's not what I wanted. I want to homeschool my kids. Like we, we, the reason that we homeschool is because my kids special needs make it so that it's school's just not a good fit for them. Like my daughter's autistic, you know, like schools just aren't really set up for neurodivergent kids. So I hired some help. My income finally got stable enough that I was able to hire two of my friends to help me. And that like, that's made like a huge difference to help you with your business, to help me with my business. Yeah. 
And what's great is like there are two other moms who like were looking for something else to do. I love that. That's made a huge difference because so I do have like one friend working as my assistant who's able to help me manage a lot of the messages that are the same. A lot of people ask very similar things. And so she can answer what she can. And then I answer the ones that I need more expertise with. And then one of my friends is helping me out with my blog. And that's been great because she's also just kind of like the blog guy who was like, your blog is not good. So I think, and that's how I'm trying to balance because the biggest struggle for me, I think is just balance. Like, I think that's true. Probably it's such, you know, it's almost cliche, right? Because it's so true for like every mom that you're trying to balance, whether you're working full-time or a full-time stay-at-home mom or whatever, like everybody's trying to find balance between all those things. And it helps. So my husband actually stopped working in the beginning of the, he's a contract nurse, so he can take contracts for like eight to 13 weeks. So once things started growing for me, we discussed it and he just decided to be off all summer in order to give me more time to work. So that made a big difference for us too. Do you ever feel maybe like pressure now that now because you're making this kind of money and then now you have people that work with you, like, do you ever feel like more pressure? I'm saying this because I do. <laughs> I'm like, do you too? Because I uh, I think when you get to maybe a certain level, these are the maybe the harder things, which it sounds like, oh, poor you. Like, But I think maybe what's not talked about is then the pressure, right? Where not the spousal pressure, I think it's the internal, like I put it on myself where I'm like, oh, well, we took this trip. So like now I have to make sure my numbers are up because if they're not, then we can't do the same trip. And then we can't, you know, your mind starts spiraling. I'd say there is like pressure, right? I think I'll get to a point where it's like, I'm better at handling it. But man, that's why I wanted to chat that I'm like, it's, it's can be like hard, especially when, you know, views and stuff like that, you're, it can play with your head a little bit. I feel like I'm, I guess I'm grateful that at least like for my, because my husband is a contract nurse, like he, and he likes working. So he's planning to go back to work in the spring. I feel like that helps me with that pressure because if it was like, really, like we had really had this conversation and he really like was never going back to work. I feel like I would, that would be really hard. You know, like my credit card sales, I'm like, they're not like, I don't know. We don't have like a year of data to know if this is consistent. So I, for me, at least I'm able like my mental thing with that is I'm, I'm not normally pessimistic. I'm pretty optimistic, but I'm like anything that I can see from kind of like historical trends. Cause I was, I was a history major. It just seems like Instagram is probably going to like totally change or dry or something yes. like in a few years. I just like, don't see it being long-term just because like nothing ever seems to be long-term. So I'm like, there's going to be something else. And maybe I won't want to learn it. That was kind of my discussion with my husband. Like, well, let's just like ride it out while I'm doing it. That's a nice way of putting it. Totally. No, I get to Doomsville too, where I'm like, the whole platform has changed. And I spent years trying to build this. And now like, what if people like stop going? And then it's like, I'll be fine. Who's to say that can't be a blessing in disguise? Or maybe not. And maybe it keeps, you know. I think Instagram, I mean, this is my own personal analysis, but I'm like, when I'm watching, I'm sick of short form videos on Instagram. I think you're right. I think these social platforms, they're almost like any other market, I think is like technology becomes obsolete because we graduate from it. And it's almost the younger generation is pioneering and driving then 
what the next trend will be in technology, which in my mind actually is quite scary because of like attention spans and stuff like that and the type of content that they're actually consuming. I'm like, if this is a representation of society, I just don't know if anyway, whatever. (laughs) Well, we've been chatting for a while. Is there anything that you would, I guess, want to close out with maybe to encourage the mom who hears your story and just finds kind of inspiration from it, fun from it? Like, is there anything like words that you might want to leave with, with her? For me, and I think it's true for most businesses. It's just like finding something that you can provide value to other people and just focusing in on that. Because I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what's worth it is finding the value that you can provide. Cause I really think that everybody has something that they can like share with the world and that people can learn from. For me, I'm a really type A traveler. So I, I know all these like weird travel hacks because I know the best row on Southwest. Cause I'm like obsessive about like, I've been tracking the best row for like a year <laughs> to try to figure it out which one where, where will my kids get their drink first. So I just think that that's how I refocus on all of the algorithm and, you know, changes and like when views are low or whatever, it's just like, okay, am I providing value to one person? It did one person find it helpful and almost always they do. And if, if no one finds it helpful, then I probably, I need to do some self-examination. And I feel like that's the thing is just you have, the mind games are like real when you're a mom entrepreneur and just being able to refocus on like, how can I just keep providing value? I am a believer that like, if you keep providing value on whatever platform you're on, even if it's small, but you're going to have a small group of like dedicated followers who appreciate that, who are going to find that. I love that. Well, thank you, Katie. And we'll put where people can find you, including your blog and your Instagram handle and any relevant information in the show notes. But I just want to thank you for being on the at-home startup podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me.